0: Welcome in to another edition of the Teppany Keg Podcast episode. episode 443. Mitch on the ones and twos, the basis of the hottest band in all of Milwaukee. <laughs> Garden Home. Uh getting a little love on Milwaukee Records. What a top songs in Milwaukee this, this year, Mitch. Is that right?
1: Ah, uh, it was one of their guys like top 5 or something Hell yeah! one of our songs so you know might have been helped by a little bit of little bit of recency bias i'm sure but uh hey,
0: that's okay man yeah. it's
1: like you. al- it's like you're al- <laughs> it's like
0: you're alabama you know you just you got hot at the right time
1: yeah and now it sounds like we're going to do a music video too like next month Uh-oh. so let's go um nothing like nothing super elaborate or anything but um yeah so nice. it should be it should be uh there's a, a sam Organi, this the dude that does a lot of our uh, photography and stuff recently is one of the better i mean photographer videographers around i would recommend checking out his instagram um well, he nice. is uh he, he put something out he put something out on uh, uh last on monday night about he wants to work with a band and we jumped all over it and um yeah i guess we're gonna record we're gonna f- film a music video in June, in january so i'd imagine i don't know how long it would take to get ready but i would keep an eye out before that in uh you know sometime next month so. I,
0: I i will ask you a question before, but i'm gonna at least tell the people what we're talking about before i derail us um okay so we're talking nvp why it doesn't matter for aaron Rodgers? why i don't think any packer fans should really care about it we're going to also talk about, you know, stuff that surprised us, stuff that has disappointed us, stuff that we're thinking about for the Bucs so far this season, as well as talk about the latest news about Giannis in COVID protocols. Um, that news just broke as we started the tape, thank God. Um, and then we will talk a little bit about college basketball at the tail end, why I feel like I let down my guy Mitch and my guy Murph on Saturday night. We'll get into that uh all today but before we get anywhere i wanted to sidetrack us with music videos you made me think immediately of making the video did you watch making the video a lot as a youngster i thought
1: making the video was a great mtv show Uh, i i don't know why i'm blanking but um so i'm sure i did i just i can't picture what it was about
0: it was basically making the video i'm sure it, yeah it was basically like mtv would be with a director and it would be like 30 minutes or or 60 minutes i can't remember and they would basically like, like go behind the scenes of this music video and then at the very end you would get to watch this music video so it was like a big deal because like that's where this video would premiere it'd be the world premiere of and this is like before the days of youtube so like my Gen Z listeners are listening out here. You're going to be like, God, you're fucking old. But making the video was awesome. Like, I think like Korn had a big video premiered on that. Uh, Limp Bizkit, Britney Spears, and like the whole gamut of late 90s, early 2000s. Like I wouldn't say that making the video was something I watched on a regular basis, but it is really cool to watch the music video come together. And obviously, it takes more than 30, or 30 minutes, uh, no question about it. But, yeah, I mean, if you need a cameo, Mitch, you just you know where to find me. Um, I feel like I'm camera ready. Um, I know that my guys, the 414 boys, are also great in music video settings. Um, they have some work. So if you need some cameos, we, we got your guys.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but- you- <laughs> You've lost your mind, but uh, no, that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm a
0: little punchy. I'll admit that. I've been been punchy all day. Um, probably a good day to tape because that usually means that my filter is very low, um, which can be a good and bad thing. But Aaron Rodgers, he's not in COVID protocols, nor will Aaron Rodgers be in COVID protocols uh, for the next few weeks. No one has looked at uh. Looked more of a winner than Aaron Rodgers, as much as that will make people upset. But it's kind of true because Rodgers can't contest it now for, I think, 90 days. He's probably a little less than 90 days, but it clears the Super Bowl um, because he's been he's been diagnosed with COVID. But Rodgers is fighting for the MVP. Um, Rodgers is one of the MVP, I would say, finalists at this point. And Rodgers is going to have a chance to really build his case. Tom Brady is right now the favorite at age 44. Brady could win the MVP, which is absolutely wild. But Rodgers is going to have the primetime games in front of him to really showcase himself. You know, he's playing the... Baltimore Ravens on Sunday afternoon. Then it's the Cleveland Browns on a Christmas day game. Then it's the Minnesota Vikings again on Sunday night. And then you have the hapless lions. Now Tom Brady gets the saints on Sunday night this week. But after that, he is noon games because they're playing the lowly Panthers and the New York jets. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chance to build his case, but I guess Mitch, why are more people in the local media Fan bases saying the same things that we said about Giannis, where it was like MVPs don't really matter anymore. We just want championships. Is it just a difference in fan? Is it a difference in sports? Like, what? Talk me through that a little bit.
1: Uh, so I, I guess I gotta kind of think about it because I don't know. Like the the Packers are. Are always championship or bust, right? Um, I, I don't know. Like, are do people really want Rogers to win the MVP? I mean, like fans. I mean, do they do they really care? I don't know. If, I don't know. If fans really care that much if he does or not. I think, I think it's kind of the kind of the same thing as it is with Giannis at this point, where it's like just win win a championship every year. I mean, I guess going forward, right, you get as close as you can every year. I, I don't know. I like. I don't. So, I don't get the vibe that fans really. Really care. I I understand that it, you know he's he's definitely in the conversation, um, but I don't know. I, so I don't think people really care.
0: It's almost like the MVP has become overrated to Packer fans. Not to say like this is in title town or anything like that, but it's almost like they're these MVPs don't matter anymore. They've went out the window because a Rodgers has won three of them and even though the Brady Rogers right. rivalry is I think real amongst fans. I think those guys don't give a fuck. Like I don't think they care about any sort of rivalry between the two guys,
1: but right. the fans, kind of like a, kind of like a messy Ronaldo where it's like, Oh I'm yeah, sure totally. those guys are our friend, our friends for the most part, but the fans all just, just hate each other.
0: Right. And it's not like they're going up against each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, right you know, Jordan versus Drexler, right? I know that's a weird d- comparison, but Jordan really was in a, a era of his own. Or Kobe LeBron, I guess, would be a, be one. Or Giannis, Giannis and LeBron. Like, those guys are going head-to-head. Like, Aaron Rodgers said, I think, that on McAfee a while back. He's like, I'm not playing against Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady's not lined up at safety. Like, he's playing quarterback just like I am. And while I think it bothers the fan a little bit that they're they don't care as much as we do. Yeah, I, I think to get one over Brady would be fine and it'd be nice. But at the end of the day, you're right. The Packer fan would say I would rather Aaron Rodgers beat Brady in the NFC championship game or the NFC divisional round and take over that spot and beat Brady there. Then beat Brady in a meaningless MVP race that has
1: no has no real substance. Yeah, I think MB, MVP awards in general are in a are in a weird spot. I don't know. Yeah, no, go ahead. And 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 maybe maybe it's because we are a little spoiled in Wisconsin. We've had quite a few the last you know handful of years, but um, I don't know. It just seems like all people care about is championships, and I mean it, it kind of it kind of starts maybe with like nfl quarterback like your all-time ranking i think that there was some of that conversations where like oh dan marino couldn't possibly be the best quarterback of all time because he's he's never won a championship but he had like the best numbers of all time for the longest time you know 20 right. some years he was the best but you know he didn't win a championship so he can't be the best quarterback and it's it's all about being the goat it's all about winning championships and you know we've just gone you know he watered everything else down because of probably social media and, you know, everybody's a fraud. The house of (laughs) of
0: highlights generation, the retweet generation of like all of that shit. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So like even the NFL MVP is like, okay. Plus maybe two this year, like nobody's played that well consistently enough. I mean, Mm -hmm. Rogers probably has been one of the, you know, Brady's been pretty good too outside of like a two game slump, but you know, Rogers has been extremely consistent, like Kyler Murray, but he missed a month. And, um, you know, so like nobody really, nobody really took the award and, and, you know, like in the NBA, in the NBA, you could probably argue Steph Curry is has just been unbelievable all season and frankly last year too. So, I mean, maybe there's a little juice, a little more juice than usual behind that, but, um, yeah, just, God, it seems like people have just as a society and sports fans in general have just I don't
0: know it's so watered down or or diminished the MVP it's almost like the individual awards mean nothing and I think you're kind of onto something because like I I mean Bryce Harper won the MVP in baseball I don't really think I mean he had a good statistical year but what impact did that make on the Phillies they didn't make the playoffs I think both MVPs did not make the playoffs in baseball this year Shohei Otani the other one now I will argue Shohei Otani was probably the biggest story in baseball all season and really introduced probably some new fans to baseball. But still, like again, I, I, that's a really interesting angle that I haven't really thought about. And if you bring it into Wisconsin, it's almost like because of Yelich, because of Giannis, because of Rogers, it's almost like having like a premier meal. On a consistent basis, like not just like once every month, but it's like, if you have the ability to have like the best ribs or the best steak on like once every 10 days, like you're going to get sick of it, right? Like you're, you would at some point be like, you know what, like, are we sure this steak is that good? Are we sure that these ribs are like fall off the bone? Like at some point we would all get sick of that. And like, maybe that's what's happened with the MVP because we talk about it obsessively. Like, think about it in this way as well. You know, and I, I shit on this guy all the time and he's become more of a rival to me than he was in years past. But Mike Florio had a fucking MVP ranking in week four of the NFL season.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was going to say. was like, we start talking about this shit, like, the first week of the NBA season, and it's like, and in the NFL season, it's it's getting just as bad. Where it's like we're trying to, you know, who's the front runner, and you know, there's probably two or three guys that I don't even remember. We're in the, you know, we're in the discussion. in week week three, you know, Lamar Jackson or something. Yeah, Lamar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Lamar like,
0: Jackson had some real buzz to it, and he was he's been terrible for the last four weeks. And right. Kyler Murray pukes on his shoes in likely the biggest spot. So, and, and I don't see enough of this. And maybe it's just, we don't criticize young quarterbacks. Like they used to criticize Rodgers, Brady, Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, but like, and I don't watch these daytime shows. So maybe they did, but like Kyler, now this is two primetime games where Kyler has looked less than stellar and has not stepped up to the moment. Of like a big get big time game, and that's that's interesting to me, right? Like, is that who Kyler is, or is that just a young quarterback? Is that what we've seen in other sports, as we've seen with Giannis Antetokounmpo, as we've seen with I'm trying to think of another young player that did well. Embiid, I think, would also be in that category. I think you see it more in basketball with young guys who just are not ready for that moment, and there's this building, there's this curve that you don't really see but it happens so i yeah i think we just overdo the mvp and we have watered down the mvp so it's not that the mvp doesn't matter it's just the mvp has lost its luster it's lost its meaning and that it doesn't it, because it gets overused and overtalked. we just it's just another thing it's just like oh cool okay cool I, I mean, that's great that the Packers have a, another MVP, but it's not like it's going to, it's not like it's going to impact, you know, my, how I, I feel one way or the other.
1: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't put a, a championship on your shelf. It's just, it's just a, essentially a, a piece of paper. Um, yeah. You know, and- it's, it's another, another plaque for the, for the players hardware um, and another, thing for their hall of fame resume but uh yeah i mean you don't really i I guess you know 20 years from now a fan can be like you can be arguing about again who the goat is and oh rogers had four mvps i mean he's got three right yeah it's three three so he does. He has more than Favre, right? Or Favre had one yeah, MVP.
0: You know, he has just as much as Favre. I think Brady has either four or five at this point.
1: He might only have. I have to have to look, but yeah, right, but I, Favre. One of one of Favre's was a co MVP with Barry Sanders, wasn't it? Correct. So, he,
0: Favre won three straight years with the MVP. Two and a half. Yeah. So now but, you can
1: go back and say, well, Rodgers had three, you know, individual MVPs, and you know, I might get four, it might get another one you know all with the packers and he's he's their greatest quarterback of all time.
0: Yeah. So, oh yeah, he Brady probably already has, is. Brady has 5 Super Bowl MVPs. He has 3 most valuable players. He has not won MVP since 2017. So, he's on a four-year drought. This if he got this year, he would then have one in 2007, 2010, 2017 and 2022 just add another, another skin. I'll also add this, which is a little bit of a salt in the wound for Packer fans, or not Packer fans, excuse me, Brewer fans, is like Corbin Burns won Cy Young, and it was a justifiable decision not to pitch him in Game 5 of the NL, NLDS because of wear and tear and everything else. But could you imagine 10 years ago that your Cy Young pitcher not throwing him out there in a pivotal game five? Probably not. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, no, you couldn't. And that's why it was such a such a talking point um around here is you know he 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 probably could have and should have pitched but I don't know. I mean man, it's tough with you know player safety and and, and you'd like to to preserve your investments. And however, they haven't technically invested in him, no. but not not to this point. They probably won't. Let's be no. realistic. No. Um, just because the Brewers are the are the A's of the National League.
0: Well, yeah, let's not go that
1: far. Uh, I know, not quite that far. But uh, I I could probably provide a better example at a later date. But um, that's fine. Yeah. So you know, I would say he probably should have pitched, but it's it's just the way sports is now i mean i know you got you got draymond green bitching about having to fly in and then having like i don't know i mean it sucks don't get me wrong but fuck it happens one time man and you're just gonna go on a twitter tirade about how
0: yeah draymond um, draymond should have probably just reconsidered that like there I, i think all of us have dealt with flights from hell all of us have dealt with you know airline delays like maybe just sound a little less privileged and maybe just fucking relax. And instead of going on a tirade, why don't you just fucking do a Q and A? Why don't you just be like, all right, I'm going to sit on Instagram and just talk to you guys, or I'm going to be on Twitter and respond to tweets. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You know what I mean? Instead of just bitching. Yeah. Like
1: honestly, what would you, what would you rather have? Okay. Would you rather fly in at four in the morning? and get three hours of sleep and have to go to shoot around or would you rather fucking sleep in indiana and get up at a reasonable hour and fly and like what's the difference i
0: you want you know what i i don't and i don't know if Draymond's married so i apologize but i bet he had a girl lined up in new york and it just fell apart now he probably was either gonna go out for drinks or he probably had something lined up and it all fucked him up and he was pissed off and he's like this is why he's mad about it or him and kd were gonna go grab drinks i don't know who knows right um but whatever it's it's the athlete's role has changed and everything has changed and like we cannot criticize anyone and we can't like we can't like, we just have given so much empowerment to everybody. And in some ways it's good, but in other ways, it's just bizarre. Like, I know you don't watch succession. Um, but like the New Yorker wrote a big piece about one of their lead actors. And then Aaron Sorkin, who is quoted in it, um, Adam McKay, who is one of the executive producers of succession, are come out and be like, Oh no, we love Jeremy. Like, this was taken out of context yada yada and it's like it's like what the fuck are we doing here and Washington football team is like on the verge of crisis where Dan Snyder really should sell the team great reporting by the Washington Post and it's not fucking anywhere on ESPN it's all it's all a joke man like I don't know I I realize that we're kind of we've we've diverted we've sidetracked here but it's just like all this stuff that's how how it was before has to kind of be rebuilt and maybe some of it will never get back maybe the MVP is just one of those things because we live in an always-on society and everybody
1: has to have an opinion about every fucking thing Mm-hmm. So. yeah and yeah I mean looking at ESPN.com there's nothing about Nothing about Daniel Snyder on the NFL page or on the main page. Oh,
0: right. And we know why. Because Jimmy Pitaro basically the NFL hated ESPN for years. That documented Jim Miller's book has, I think, multiple chapters about how ESPN went very hard about the Ray Rice, the Greg Hardy stuff. And for good reason, they should have. It was terrible. Those guys were, it was fucking the first time that really we saw domestic violence in sports be exposed. And, he has, and the NFL hated it, and they blackballed ESPN. The so, and Jimmy Pitaro comes in, and ESPN chairman takes over, and he starts buttering Goodell's bread. He starts kissing his ass a little bit. And wouldn't you know it, and more favorable to the NFL, not coming down as hard. Wouldn't you know it, better Monday night games. They had Rams-Cardinals, you know, top-tier matchup. They have, uh, what was the matchup last week? Bills-Patriots. Like, those are great matchups on a Monday night. And then they have a Monday night playoff game and they have a Super Bowl. It's not hard, man. It's just, it's so, it's so rigged sometimes. It's crazy. Um, so there you have it. But moving on to the NBA. Now I like the NBA is much better. You could argue Adam Silver, you know, put in the good word to Steph Curry being like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe you can miss a couple threes. So you could like clinch this in the garden. Oh, it's on TNT too. Oh, cool! Like, yeah. just just maybe a little bit of a cold streak here for a couple of weeks. Although Matisse Thiebaud, I got to give him a lot of credit. Matisse Thiebaud was fantastic um, watching that back and watching what he did to Curry in that game. Uh, kind of my eyes a little bit on Philly. Um, not that I'm, I would say, worried about them. And we can maybe talk about the looking forward, the looking ahead to the Bucks season. But the Bucks are about a quarter way through the season. They're second or third in the East. Um, they're doing well. Um, they've won 12 of their last 15 games. It's hard to really be upset at the Bucs, even though they had a tough loss in Boston. What things so far have made you kind of happy or pleased about the Bucs so far uh through this, probably quarterway through the season?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably a few. Um, Bobby Portis. Taking the next step has yeah. been a tremendous, tremendous thing for the Bucks. He's been not only great offensively, but I think he's been very, very serviceable defensively. Um, and Coach Bud has done a great job of letting him sort of play to his strengths, um, which would not be drop coverage, but blitzing. And I don't know, he just more often than not seems to be really good in the pick and roll game. And uh, you know, when he gets put in the action. I should say on the defensive end and um, hitting threes at a, at a, again, uh, an ungodly clip, I guess this season, he's just been, you know, obviously a great fit next to Giannis as uh, as the center, or perhaps you'd call Bobby Portis the four. I don't know either way. They were pretty interchangeable, but um, yeah, Bobby. And then otherwise probably Grayson Allen filled in admirably for DiVincenzo. Probably run away with the starting spot. DiVincenzo's been more of a bench player in his life anyway, so I think he's fine with it. Um, but yeah, Grayson Allen has sort of been that, been that uh, that fifth starter, and I, I, um, been more than enough.
0: For me, it's really nice to see the Bucks get off the mat after their slow start. I I was worried that there'd be a little bit of a championship hangover. I worried that the amount of time the bucks had was not a lot especially because guys like drew and chris had also the olympics thrown in there as well and i thought just it'd be natural for us to be talking maybe about a 500 bucks team or you know one or two games over and saying all right well when are they going to get hot and is like christmas the time where it's like all right, they're going to turn it on and they've looked more than that they've looked kind of looked apart they've taken advantage of a schedule that kind of got a little bit lighter on them and they've had some good wins so far this season and that's encouraging stuff going forward for milwaukee that i, I think they will only get stronger now obviously they had middleton injury we'll see if he plays uh tonight uh you have the protocols with Giannis, which we'll get to in a second here but i i am encouraged by just they they haven't really missed a beat and they're what one and 11 and one now, uh, with holiday Middleton and the honest, well, no, I think they're 11 and two because they lost Miami. So 11, but, but like they're 11 and two, you know what I mean? Like that's your playoff. That's your playoff roster. That's what you want. And that would terrify me if I was in the Eastern conference right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, certainly the, that's a good way to look at it is just how good they've been with their, um, you know they're, they're big three on the court. I, I think the the loss of Brook Lopez is gonna be at some point gonna be a problem. Oh yeah. Um I think best case scenario with Brooke, he gets back, you know, let's say April first, has two weeks, two to three weeks of the regular season to sort of get to wet the beak again. And you know, he looks something like his old self in the playoffs and we went into the championship, right, let's just say, for yep. fun. And uh, I like it. Yeah, I, I, like I, it. I, I think, I think worst-case worst scenario, you know, he's out for the year. He probably doesn't look like, like himself next year, and we really got to move on. And, um, wh- and, whoever think- they,
0: and just to really quick, whoever they get in the buyout market or the trade market stinks on ice and does not emulate right. what Brooke Lopez brings to the table. I think that's your right. – ultimate
1: worst case scenario and then realistic is probably like i don't know comes back first round (laughs) yeah something like that there's and it's it's like brogdon a couple years ago where he was hurt for i mean two months or something and he came back like in the first round of the playoffs and you know probably wasn't wasn't what he was before he was hurt you know that type of thing and it just he never got back but yeah i mean bio market stuff, and I don't know. Like I know Boogie, we we love Boogie, but I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna need something a little bit more. I think Boogie's a good placeholder. Boogie is a nice regular season guy. I don't think Boogie's a playoff guy.
1: I think he just he just doesn't have much. I don't. I mean, no, I,
0: he has had some injuries. He's big boy. Um, he's just not as fleet of foot as he once was, and. Maybe he plays himself into a little bit better shape and by January we're like, okay, maybe there's something, but he also is a hack. He's not moving his feet enough. I mean, he, I mean, he, how quick did he pick up all those files on Sagoon on uh, Friday night? Like he had what four files against Houston quicker than I'd had my first beer of the night. Like he was, it was terrible. And it, I think he's just a placeholder until, the Bucks can upgrade it even further, and I think they will. And I, I don't know what that is. Um, I think it's way too early again to that point. Like, we're already talking about trades, and I know like the deadline tonight is going to now. Like eighty-four percent of the league will be available for trade, um, starting at midnight tonight. But still, that's again like something that. It's not probably only Ben Simmons. I think is the one that's worth talking about at this point, and everybody's burned out from talking about Ben Simmons because that's been the only thing discussed for a while. But I think other than Ben Simmons, I don't think anyone else is going to get moved before before February or like or whatever the de- is deadlines in February, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, usually it's. I think it's right. They moved it. Up, they moved it to before the All Star break now.
0: Oh, that's right. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's right. They did. They did do that. Now, granted, we didn't. We didn't have a normal season yeah, last COVID's, year. Yeah, so.
0: COVID's fucking me up. And again, it's fucking a lot of things up, which we'll, we'll shortly get
1: here.
0: Um Things yeah. that I've been disappointed by, besides like the Brooke injury, I, I'll count your Brooke answer for disappointed. I think the three point defense, I know this is recency bias, but man, the three point defense has looked real shaky the last week here. Um, I think they're going on like a, this was four straight games now that they've allowed 40% or better from three, right around 23s per game. Boston's not a good three point shooting team. And it's hard for me to be like outlier, 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 which I know. Guys like Ben Thompson and Dean Millett and others will call out, but it's like at some point you it's not an outlier. It's like there ha- there's a little bit of a hole that has been sprung in the Bucks defense, and you need to patch that up and figure out how are we allowing so many threes because teams are going to keep firing them if the Bucks look vulnerable from, from well,
1: deep. I mean, that's the only way to beat the Bucks. So it's kind of like because you're not getting to the rim. Right. I mean – certainly with brooke lopez but you know also Giannis in there i mean you saw how comically scared of Giannis al horford was in that game on monday night
0: and that bitch um, boy grant williams i fucking do not like grant <laughs> williams i'm telling you i said that, i tweeted that last night but grant williams can fuck right off he's he's a, he is a new uh new person to that fuck boy mantle uh just, wow. I, I no, he's annoying he's just He's a really good guy. He's, like, that NBA, like, uh, Players Association president. Like, he's an awesome...
1: Yeah, player. I say, I don't... He doesn't really piss me off at all. I mean, he doesn't really show off or anything like that.
0: He's a hard... Um, he, he's like a Brad Davidson type. Like, he's just scrappy. He just gets after it. He gets on... Like, he's very physical. Like, he has that sort of... Like, you're ready You're ready to kind of punch him in the face because, like, he's just frustrating you. Like, what happened with Bobby? And Bobby throws him down and then that started a
1: brouhaha yeah well i mean yeah i could see that but bobby threw him down i mean Uh, there was i I might there was a reason for for his his anger i don't know i just i didn't really
0: I'll redact. that was a little strong i'll admit i'll take it a step back i was okay i was a little harsh i
1: appreciate the i appreciate the the energy but it just there's uh there's other guys to be to not like you know more than more than him i don't know Maybe it's because the Celtics don't really scare me at all. No, I know no. that they have, have beaten us twice, but guess what? They're gonna get fucking shit pumped on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um. So I hope they enjoyed the last the last uh last couple games against us, uh, assuming Giannis plays. We shall see. I, I love um, that
0: trans. I love that transition, Mitch, because this could be as much of a look forward as anything else. Uh, the Bucks have now entered the COVID protocol world. Uh, Wes Matthews has been out for a few days uh, under protocol. Now, Giannis Antetokounmpo also enters COVID protocols this broke Tuesday night. Uh, The Mm -hmm. whole NBA feels like they are under protocol right now. I know I talked about it a lot yesterday, and I told people, I was like, it's COVID corner. If you want to turn off the podcast, do it. I would not recommend it on this one. It's a little different. Mitch is here to even me out. Uh, But I said it yesterday Mitch that they need to adapt to what covid is today that there are many people that are vaccinated these are healthy men as long as they're not testing positive and they are and showing symptoms I'll say that too not positive with symptoms I think you can keep playing you can keep playing these guys and you're not going to harm anything but the league is Way too scared of the blowback. There is not a chance in hell that'll happen. Yet, they, I, I feel like they are teetering on a crisis. Is that hyperbole? Say they're teetering on a crisis? Or is
1: that—is
0: is that a little bit too... It, it sounds like a little bit hyperbole, which is okay. Maybe they're teetering on a... I mean, how big... I guess let's just... Let me rephrase. How big of an issue is this right now? Not with Giannis now star player being out, like how big of an issue is this for the NBA
1: right now? Harden
0: also well, your protocols today too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a problem. I mean, you have a few teams there's, they've had to postpone some games this week um, with the bulls because it finally got so, and it was kind of just the bulls. I feel like, you know, last week it was just the bulls and it was like, well, okay, I mean I know they're down seven guys. But if you got nine, you're gonna play, and I know it sucks, but um, you got to do it. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I guess we we hadn't really. I mean, Middleton was out with COVID for a while um, yeah. in uh, November, I believe, and that was this one guy with the Bucks. I mean, it wasn't. It was a pretty important guy, but you know, very important guy. But it just is sort of. It, at, at that moment it was like, well, you know, you're going to have this, you know, here and there. But now we're getting these, like, outbreaks with these teams where the Nets now have, like, five or six guys. Yep. And, you know, I – you know, they, they have to do what society is doing, I guess. Um, But you're right that, you know, I don't know how long – you can you can keep you know keep keep doing it where it's yes there are there is a difference for vaccinated and unvaccinated players where you know if you're if you're unvaccinated you know you got to be out ten days right if you test yes. positive yeah I think you're automatically out ten days um whereas if you're vaccinated I think the NFL is similar too where if you're vaccinated at any point you can if you can string together two, two negatives, you can play again. Now, you know, again, this is, I'm not a scientist and this is not a science podcast, but, you know, who knows how much of the, of the virus is in one body to, you know, produce a positive reading um, or how symptomatic they are, but, they, you know, yeah, they got to figure something out. Um, You know, I guess one side of the aisle would probably say shut this. It it actually does. I was just thinking it reminds me of, you know, early last season, right? Right now, a little bit. It's probably not as bad, but you're having teams left and right that are popping up with a handful of guys that are not able to play. And we're just going to have to kind of probably get through it over the next couple months. Here, and you, you're seeing I saw on Twitter earlier today that um, and there's there's soccer te- teams in Europe that are going back to empty stadiums. Yeah. And I really fucking hope we don't get to that point in America again. But I, I really I can't see it. But I mean, anything's possible at this point. Now, nothing would surprise me.
0: Here's here's the thing we all need to start acting a little bit more like it's 2021 into 2022 and not March, 2020. We know about this virus. We know what the vaccine does. We know how T cells and B cells work. I'm getting a little more scientific than I probably want to on the podcast, but we have, there's a COVID pill that just came out for Pfizer that or Pfizer Pfizer I do that often, actually, with Pfizer Forum and Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company. 89% effective. Mm -hmm. It will take care of symptoms after you're showing it for three days. So after you take the pill, three days after, you'll be feeling all right. It is not a vaccine. You tested this on unvaccinated people. This is, and it prevented death, and it did all the things. This is a great, great step forward. And it'll be in distribution, hopefully soon, barring all the approvals, all that bullshit. This is a seasonal disease too. Unfortunately, we're going to be in this shit till February. Now, I have no idea why the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, soccer, why none of them sort of said like, all right, we might have to re-engineer how we test to kind of skirt this a little bit, to not have this become a massive issue but now that it's out there now that the cat's out of the bag there are so many people who are covid zero and don't understand that we're gonna live with covid for the rest of our fucking lives and mm-hmm. until and we have to start just living we have to start getting out there and yes yeah there there are flu outbreaks that happen in fuck for fucking teams there are You know, unfortunately, there are other types of outbreaks that happen. It's a matter of how you control it. And if that's by masking, if that's by doing things virtual for a couple of days. And yeah, your symptomatic players should not play. But if you're asymptomatic and you're vaccinated. Then. All right. And maybe, yeah, you Yeah. you should be playing. That's that's the way we have to get to. And I don't know when we'll get there. I have no idea I don't know if it's gonna be the next election cycle as gross as that sounds but unfortunately that that's where narratives change
1: because voters
0: they all they care about is fucking power man and it's that's well, sometimes where i don't
1: I don't think that's gonna affect our sports leagues but um
0: but i but I'm saying more yeah, of the national convert I'm saying it's a cascading effect, right? Like I'm saying that it affects just the news media, everything. Like the way that COVID is still discussed, like I didn't talk about this yesterday, but WISN WISN News uh, 12 did an embarrassing job talking about the NFL's new booster policy. They said, oh, it includes players. But by the way, Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated. He, he is not a part of this because he te- he's in the unvaccinated group and doesn't have to get a shot. The players never had to get a fucking booster. That was not part of the deal. It was tier one people that did not include the players. That's in a fucking tweet from, I think, Mike Grafalo of the NFL Network. It's not hard to find. They found it pretty quickly. Like that is so bad. And, and uh, the problem is, is it's, It's not just the sports leagues. It's the people that are communicating it. It's the same people we talk about watering down the MVP. It's that's, that's the, that's part of the issue too. Cause it's a talking point because it drives views. It drives clicks. It drives, you know, and it's like, we don't want to look like we're not supporting it. I don't know, man. It's just. That's why I, I hate to be that cynical to say it's going to take an election season to decide it, but it might. And maybe it won't. Maybe we'll be stuck in this until four or five years and, and we'll do some serious societal damage to people growing up and things like that. But we'll just see. We'll just have to. <laughs> it's, I was walking the dog today, man. I, I'm pretty down. I'll be honest. Like, I'm, I'm down kind of bad. Like not that this is a therapy session and I know I'm rambling, I'll shut up, but I was walking the dog and I'm like, I think I live in one of the weirdest timelines. Like thinking about like the sixties, the seventies, like, I don't know. I just felt like, I'm like, how weird is all of this?
1: Like it's, yeah. It's it's fun. yeah right. Like, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think anyone would disagree with you there. It's like, um,
0: I'm just like thinking about it. and I'm like, If you were to tell my grandpa, who's now passed, RIP, but if I were to tell my grandpa from the grave, like, Gramps, like, we're in this COVID thing, and you can't go out and be a clown. You'd have to wear a mask if you were a clown, like, and he was a clown at his age, like 80 plus. He'd probably tell me the fuck off. He'd be like, are you kidding me? I'd be like, yeah, that's like, I don't think anyone would believe you five or six years ago. It's crazy, man crazy yeah, i mean if shit, you
1: here we if are. you if i could if i could go back to age 21 and told myself what's happening ah,
0: yeah you I mean, just, just slugging like, a bottle of ron and you're like um yeah hey in in 13 years it's it's i i'm speaking for you a little bit here but it's probably hard to like date right now because you're you you know people are sensitive about shit who knows right it's all it's all fucked man It's 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 a bad situation.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad yet, but um, no, I I, just I I think I think we're I think I think we're just having a bad day, (laughs) if you will. And here's the way I look at it, Charlie. If we're just if we're just talking, um, you know, overall COVID situation. Yeah. Yes, COVID cases are are as bad, or potentially in some people's, you know, depending on what what graphic or what news channel you watch that day. Because It's probably even worse than it was this time last year, yeah. but we're doing so much more now that of right. course, you know, we are back to 90% normal at this point. And of, and yep. of course, you know, of course things are, and now we have this Omicron variant, which from what I can tell is just as contagious as the next thing, but it seems like it's probably not as, uh, um, what's the word? I wanna call it lethal, but not as yeah no you're, at least a good to way to... people, yeah, no, it's not as, it's been... it, you know it, it's just it's just a different form of of this covid and and um you know, so yeah, there's probably more cases, but I don't know, is it as dangerous, and seventy percent of the countries has at least one dose of vaccination, which I think is pretty good at this point, um it should be a hundred, but what 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 are you gonna do, and I don't know. I I just, I think that like, of course, like, 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 I love this. You look, you look at, you look at last year and yeah, COVID was bad around the holidays last year, but we weren't doing anything. I mean, you weren't able to gather in large groups. Now I'm watching this fucking game on TV right now. There's 20,000 people here watching Steph Curry break the record. I'm seeing a lot of masks. I mean, it's all you can do. Most of these people are probably vaccinated. I mean, You know, if you you want,
0: I think you have to. Just hard to get
1: in Madison Square Garden, so they they're all. Yeah, probably. Um, So, like, I mean, that better not change. Is like kind of what I'm saying. Like, if if, I mean, people are doing everything they can, to be able to enjoy, um, a sporting event and and a wonderful moment like Steph Curry just had, this evening, and, you know, we got to just. I think we're just having a bad day today, but. There's no reason to I don't even just seeing that on Twitter pissed me off a little bit today about in Europe. They're going, but Europe's obviously much more strict. Right. Um than we are. But I I love
0: I love positive Mitch there. That I needed that. I I don't you I don't always get positive Mitch. I'm usually the positive one on this podcast, but you came through here tonight, Bubs. Like I really I needed that. So I appreciate you um i think that's a great and i'm not and
1: i i I thank you and i i I appreciate that and i'm not like trying to be like ignore covid because i think like i said like i like i said i think that everyone should get vaccinated and we just we just you know yeah like i said it's just been a bad day with it seems like certainly with the sports world with all these teams and you know hockey games are getting postponed and nba games are getting postponed nfl teams are having eight, nine, ten guys going to COVID protocols and stuff. You know, we'll get through it. Yeah,
0: and I think for both – we'll leave it here. I think the easiest solution for both the NBA and the NFL, more the NBA, but I think the NFL can do it too, is just open up your fucking rosters. Say, all right, all these guys from practice squad, we've added them can add this guy to our roster like they got to get tested obviously but as long as they test negative like they can be in our locker room and we're going to bring them on and you kind of loosen up your roster requirements for at least weeks on end and that way then and for the nba it's a lot easier because you just are like all right these herd players they can come up and play for the bucks for example and that's julie G- i think I think what does every team have a G league team or I think it's like 30 out of 32 have a G league team. So like bring it like use, use what's in front of you, use your minor leagues to your advantage. NFL doesn't really have that, that luxury, but there are always guys looking for their next opportunity who are playing in the XFL or getting ready or just coming off the CFL season or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, let's like be smart about this versus like this team has, Eight players, and they can't—they can't do anything about it. Like fuck that! Like give them that opportunity, as long as like everybody tests negative, and you're not just bringing more COVID into your locker room.
1: Yeah, just the Yeah, I mean, I agree. Just like learn, learn to live with the shit. Yeah, no and doubt. I think for the most part, for the most part, they have. But yeah, it just been a rough week.
0: Totally, absolutely. Lily expresses her same displeasure with that. Uh. To wrap up the show, my quick college basketball thing that I was going to tell you, I didn't realize that this happened until, until I did, and we never talked about it on the group chat. But you guys, both you and our friend Murph, are not really big college basketball guys. You watch it. But you're more NBA guys. You're more pro sport guys. And the fact that you guys were witness to a fucking rock fight between Marquette and UCLA just justifies every one of your opinions. Not that I'm more pro college basketball, I'm probably more NBA and I the Bucks have pushed me along to that point. I used to not be that way. But it just everything that we say about why the NBA is better was on display on that game. That was such an ugly fucking basketball game. And really wasn't really wasn't that good.
1: Well, definitely on the Marquette side.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, UCLA slowed down. I mean, they at some point they finally cooled off, but I mean, for a while there, yeah, UCLA looked like they were gonna put a
1: hundred on Marquette, and they
0: finally. I started. guess
1: I guess I really didn't pay that close of attention to that game because it got kind of early, got got ugly early. Yeah, and then we just um, started busting each other's balls, and it, so it, it, I don't know. Do you have anything specific that you're, that you're thinking about about that game no. that would be?
0: No, I just think it was a it was a bad game. It was it was a yeah. you know I've been I've been bragging to you guys about Marquette. I've been telling you guys how good Marquette is. <laughs> And then they just kind of shit the bet. So it's.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that. Yeah. Certainly there's a talent discrepancy, but I would say that when I watched that Duke and game, that was, that was fun. I mean, that was, that was kind of like, this is why people watch college basketball type of thing. So kind of the inverse, but.
0: Yeah. And um, hopefully, hopefully you get some of that this weekend. You have, I think, UCLA, Ohio State, uh, and then. No,
1: it's, it's North Carolina, UCLA. Okay. Still like, a good game. Oh my, I, think, I, I think it's the CBS Sports Classic right. this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's, I think those two teams, like, always play in that. Yeah, it's, and then, those four, it's
0: Ohio State UCLA is the other game.
1: You're yeah, Ohio State, and, Ohio State and Kentucky, I think. Ohio right?
0: State and Kentucky. Yeah, Ohio State and Kentucky.
1: So. You and you have Gonzaga team. and Texas Tech.
0: And you have Gonzaga and Texas Like. Saturday is an ejaculation of sports. Like, it is way too much sports. Like, sports overload. Like, for me, as someone who might sports gamble a little bit, like, that is too much sports. Like, I don't need... Yeah, you've got, you've got uh, noon. It's a fucking it's charcuterie. It's a char- charcuterie plate of sports. Like, you have everything. You have all... You have the cheeses of college basketball. You have the meats of the NFL. You have the fruit of the bowl games. You have other random NBA games going on. Like, that's too much, Mitch. I, I,
1: I can't handle it. And you have the, the Bucks and the 17 and 12 Cavaliers. Yeah. Saturday night. The
0: sneaky hot so. Cavs, the only team that, the, that has – Bucks have been the only team that have really actually looked good against the Cavs, probably because they have enough size to compete with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley inside. Evan Mobley was very ineffective uh, when, they, uh, when they played – played the first time, but if the Bucs are out with COVID stuff and Giannis isn't playing in that game, then who knows? Who knows what will happen uh, with the uh, Cavaliers. Bucks have quite the gauntlet, as I mentioned on the podcast yesterday. Six of the next eight. I also realized we went into COVID. We didn't even talk about the Packers-Ravens as we wrap up today. Any uh, hot, quick hot takes on that?
1: Well, if Lamar doesn't play, I mean, that's, that's going to be a I, well i don't know he, he hasn't been that great as you mentioned earlier. I don't,
0: I don't know i i think like and this is gonna sound you're gonna be oh this is an anti-lamartic it's not an anti-lamartic but if like matt stafford has a sprained ankle a lower sprained ankle not a high sprained ankle just a normal and which is a normal ankle sprain like i think we've all had low ankle sprains i had one after uh ireland because i fell in a pothole and thought i broke my ankle i didn't um but it's running across the street i fucking just biffed it in a pothole i don't know if i've told that to <laughs> anybody um i know you like that yeah it's good But anyways I, stafford could probably play with a lower ankle sprain because he's this fucking statue same with big ben right like they're not moving around as much but for a guy like lamar who uses his feet a lot Like that's where I wonder if that ankle sprain kind of keeps you out and keeps you limited. And if you can't really do the things that make you Lamar Jackson, similar to Josh Allen, who's day-to-day with a foot sprain. I wonder is Josh Allen really going to be able to play with a sprained foot? I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a mobile quarterback. He's he's probably their leading rusher, Josh Allen. Yeah. Lamar's oh, probably yeah. the leading rusher for the Ravens too. Right. Um, yeah.
0: And if it's Tyler Huntley, I think he does some nice things, but I mean, either Huntley or Lamar, that Packer defense has to be licking its chops. I know they gave up, well, they, they gave up a lot of points where they gave up 23 officially because the special teams uh, gave up one, but really they did not have any short fields for most once when they had short fields, they were able to contain the bears. The Bears just were on their 40 to start half their fucking drives and then it was only a couple first downs before they're already in scoring position. So, as long as the Packers don't have more calamities on special teams, I think they can manage against Tyler Huntley and I still think they can do all right against Lamar. It's it's a tough place to win and it's hard to win on the road in the NFL. I'm not going to take this game lightly. I recognize the Ravens. I said on podcasting Monday that like they're kind of the East Coast Seahawks. They seem like to always have a horseshoe up their ass. And t- somehow they find a way. Like even the game on Sunday, like they were down 24 to six. They were dead in the fucking water. And somehow they were right in it at the very end with the chance to win. That's crazy. That's that shouldn't happen. So we'll we'll see. Although the secondary is very bleak for that team with no Marlon Humphrey. So Aaron Rodgers could could and should light it up. Well, we yeah, you start slow. The Packers have the last few few games in the first quarter. Yeah, you can make it a game, and all of a sudden, your ass is kind of tight butthole
1: situation. Let's see what spread is on this game.
0: It's six and a half right now.
1: In favor, I assume the Packers are favorites. They are. Yeah, and if Lamar plays, I might move a point or so.
0: Yeah, that should move yeah. probably down to about four of Lamar plays. I would say would be my guess. But we'll we'll have to see, man. I I think it's
1: yeah. I I have a hard time picking against the Packers right now. Oh yeah, um, no, I
0: I know. I I think I think they're rolling. It's just it's just a tough place to play. I think that's just really where it comes down to is like can't the Ravens just might be too hurt I think I I don't think I said that on the podcast but we were talking about games and I I think you get to a line of demarcation where you're just too hurt and like Tennessee Titans were like that right where they just got too hurt and when they faced the Patriots they just were I think in a lot of other weeks they would have kept it close but they were just so banged up that they were not able to compete with that New England team the New Orleans Saints, for the last few weeks, when they were playing good teams like the Cowboys, the Bills, they were too hurt. Now they got a get-right game against the Jets, but they're going to get fucking pumped by the Buccaneers. I have, I have no faith in Taysom Hill, and I know Tom Brady has struggled against Tampa. It's kind of been – or uh, New Orleans. It's kind of been his kryptonite, but still. Like, sometimes you're just too hurt. And unfortunately for Baltimore, they're just too hurt.
1: Trying to see who's all – oh, were we week 15 already?
0: Yeah. We're like oh, wow. one out of the season, man. It's crazy.
1: They don't have it on their website yet.
0: My uh, – I, I, last last thing. I, I put together the playoff machine every Tuesday. I run through who I think is going to be in the playoffs. And I devised the situation where you could have on Saturday night the Cowboys Sunday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Monday night the Kansas City Chiefs. You think Goodell at that point just like explodes? If that's the case, because that I mean that that's ratings just up the ass. You're not losing with that.
1: Uh, I'm sure it'll all work out for him. Let's just say oh, yeah. that. Yeah,
0: Rog, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's dealt with so much shit. It'll. I'm sure it'll work out for old Raj. but. Well, this was an interesting show. Maybe not like our usual ones. A little bit of COVID therapy for my guy Mitch.
1: Um, Roger cocoa affect Super Bowl? That's for sure. What's that? I'm sorry. I said Roger would never let the 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 cocoa affect the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. There'd have to be a Scud missile heading heading for LA for him to. (laughs) <laughs> or like uh or like
0: the sum of all fears where there's like a bomb inside the the stadium like a nuclear bomb did you ever see that movie with ben affleck
1: <laughs> no i haven't but i should oh, watch it
0: oh dude great movie so it's based off a book by john grisham uh ben affleck plays jack ryan uh morgan freeman's in it i think james cromwell is the president um, and yeah, they're like, there's a bomb in the stadium and then he wants to get everybody out and nobody. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good one. Um, I may or may not have nicknamed myself the sum of all fears when and one mixtape nicknames were in like Vogue. Um, I called myself <laughs> that and told people like at an open gym, you could call me the sum of all fears.
1: I think this movie might be on like Prime too, right now. Or oh, something. Maybe. Maybe we both
0: watch it. We do a sum of All Fears movie review next week, um, Christmas show, and do that.
1: Do a, do a rewatchable?
0: <laughs> a little bit, maybe. I'm, a, I'm off work Thursday, so if you want to come, come to the house and do the podcast, have some drinks, Christmas edition, we can, uh, we can set that up. Hmm.
1: Well, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> All right, man.
0: Well, we no, should probably uh, not. Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay. It's all right. You're but uh we'll be back next week, like I mentioned. Uh we'll have a good show. Uh, I've already something planned in the hopper uh for 444 Triple Fours. Um maybe we'll have to do something about Brett Favre as well. Uh we'll also uh be back as a daily tap uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll try to hold myself to it. I've been sometimes a little lax on the daily taps after tapping the keg. I get hung over. I over talk and I'm like, I just don't want to do this. And it works been just crazy guys. So hopefully I'll be able to bring that to you. Rate, review, subscribe. As I've said, if you leave us a review, I will drop you uh, a Venmo for a beer for you and your significant other if you have one. Um, So do that for me and send it to me via Twitter, Instagram, the whole thing. All right, Mitchie, take care of yourself. Have a good rest of the week, guys. You too. Peace. Bye.